Is everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. We're going to talk to David Locke coming up here momentarily, but we are live at Jimmy's Flowers here in Bountiful, uh, 470 South Main Street, uh, where their Bountiful location, of course, they have one in Layton, they have one in Ogden, and uh, open 24-7 at jimmysflowers.com. Get uh, your loved one taken care of. And if you're like uh, Gordon and me and really don't know what you're doing when it comes to flowers and Valentine's Day in general, they'd be happy to help and their expertise is second to none. So make sure and come down here and uh, and take advantage of it. How you doing over there? I'm doing well. That that Eminem pretty good? <laughs> <laughs> is that is that peanut peanut butter plain? Actually it's a it's a gummy bear type thing. Gummy but, gummy bear? Yeah, I call them gummy bears because of my German background. But anyway, um, did the Germans invent uh, gummies? They have to look that up. They may have. And it's been a minute since you've you've lived in Germany. It has. Oh, okay. Anyway, so how'd so it go? One of, one of what color things, was it? I don't know. One of the one of the things I love about coming here, at Jimmy's, is the, the listeners that come in here are so fun to talk to. You may have noticed. I have. I've, I've They've been to talking many of your them. ear off. Yeah, which is great. I, yeah. It's one of my favorite things about coming out on remote is, is meeting our listeners. And, it, you know, I like talking to the listeners here at Jimmy's in particular because they're smart and they're getting Valentine's Day done correctly. <laughs> they are. <laughs> I mean, we just saw someone walk out of here with about, about, about the biggest bouquet I've ever seen. Or is it, what do you call arrangement? And, he, and he's early. Yeah, he's good to go. He's set. He doesn't have to worry about it. It's all good. Why mess with the, the crowd later? Do it now. Exactly. So Valentine's Day is on Friday and get set here at Jimmy's 470 South Main Street. Uh, let's jump on out to the Sprint special guest line. David Locke is going to join us. His visit brought to you by Ken Garf West Valley Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram for great deals and even better experiences. He is the radio voice of the Utah Jazz, David Locke. And, and David, I've got to ask you this because I, I heard you, uh, uh, I don't know, this had to be a month ago, one with Scotty and Hans, where you actually celebrated your anniversary while doing an interview. So with that in mind, what's, what's Valentine's Day in the Locke household like? I have nothing. <laughs> That's kind of a personal question, isn't it? <laughs> I couldn't believe it. David stops, oh wishes his wife happy anniversary, and then uh, I was like, "Wow, that was that was romance." But you know what? That's all right. So, David's a basketball if be, guy. If I'm going to be really honest about my relationship with my wife, who's a superhero, you guys heard me like lose it the other night, and you've heard me lose it a million times. Like, if that is my personality, we better have somebody who's calm, stable, and not, like, <laughs> right? Like, I mean, I'm on a Richter scale of emotion, so I married the most even-keeled person in the world, and then the piece of advice that I give everyone on marriage, not that ours is great, that I mean, perfect or anything, like, it's great, but it's not perfect, um, is I married the person who needs me the least of anyone I've ever met in my entire life. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's quite a confession. I, I I'll, I'll tell this. So thing. when Valentine's Day comes, like if I got her something, I think she'd think it was a. She, well, I promise you this: if I get her flowers or a card, she'd ask why I spent the money on that. Wow. See, that's, that's totally a, who she is. That's and then even more, she's leaving town on Sunday. So if I got flowers, she'd be like, what are you spending that money for when I leave? Pragmatic as the world, as the day is long. Like, absolutely. Okay. Now, so, for the rest uh, of you, I think you should go get flowers from our sponsors. <laughs> but um, in my personal case, it would, it, unless the sponsor gave it to me for free, it would not be worth me doing. So, David, uh, so I want you to settle an argument that Jake and I are having. And we seem to be yeah. turning to you quite a bit lately. But uh, uh, as a counselor here, tell us, if you were... Uh, wait, if, wait, wait, wait. My wife telepathically just gave me the answer to this question. Diamonds. <laughs> no, that's not the question. The question is this. Oh, okay. if, you, if you took a position of some sort and you were absolutely incorrect... On the radio, it, or anywhere else? No, because on the I was radio. talking. I was talking about in all cases. But would your wife pull you aside and say, "Honey, I love you, but you are wrong on this particular issue"? Would, do you have the kind of relationship where she would do that to you? You premise so the argument this, so poorly. There, there, there's actually an important element here of, that I need to understand. Is it on the radio? Yes. Well, it's, yes, uh, it, it but was it's, on the radio. It was on the radio, but it was also off okay, the radio. So if it, it was if on, the on the radio, my wife would never listen to anything I ever did. So therefore, <laughs> she would have no comment. My poor wife sounds terrible here. She's the best, but she is who she is. She's not. She does not bend in the wind. Um, my wife is ignorant of all noise around her. She knows exactly who she is, what she wants, what she believes in, and that is the way it is. Wow. Um, she sounds well-adjusted. Um, she was, like, raised in the truly, like, most, like, the best leave-it-to-beaver family I've ever seen in my life. Um, so let's see. If I'm totally full of crap, is my wife telling me? Yeah, of course. All right. Yeah. There you go. See? You feel better? Even though you completely misrepresented the <laughs> argument, we're going to move on to okay. uh, to basketball because, of course, that is David's expertise. But, see, but, but, but I also think that David's point of view here is is, is worthwhile for all our listeners. Do you? That, that oftentimes our loved ones are there to, you know, for course correction on occasion. You you form the, the oh, argument terribly like, and then there's, agree. There's nothing I do. There's nothing I don't run by her like if it's important. She's way smarter than me. Yeah. I think all three of us have that in common with our spouses. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> all right, David. Hey, how important is tonight's Miami game from a standpoint? And Gordon and I had this argument earlier, too. You know, uh, aside from just maybe, the win and loss. Maybe you guys need to see someone more professional than me. Oh, it's true. We totally do. <laughs> uh, outside of just the importance of a win or loss, how important is tonight's game? Uh, probably not. Like, it's not any more important than just one of 82. Like, it's a home game against a really good team where you lost to them on the road. You'd like to split the season series with them. you got to win. But it's not, like, final game of All-Star break or anything like that. No, I mean, uh, I don't and – and, and players are just wasted at this point. Players, coaches, 
Um, anybody involved is wasted at this point of the season. You've just been going and going. And then I do think there's a psychology to the fact that you're, you know, you have a break coming, but, um, but I mean, like, I mean, our, our guys are tired. Like there's just been a lot of basketball for a long time. A lot of travel, a lot of, a lot of performance, a lot, like it just happened. Like this is how it works. And this also breaks, it feels considerably later to me that I don't remember having played 52 or three games. Like, well, if we win tonight, it's the most games the Jazz have ever had in fran- one in franchise history going to the All-Star break. So the game break's got to be later than it's, than it's em- ever before. And then it's just a dead sprint when we're back. Holy smokes. I mean, you know, what do we have? 28 games left when we get back? Yep. Is that right? 20, I thought that's what my math was saying, 28 and 54. So, I mean, it, this will be f- it's 54 just, tonight. Yeah, I mean, so it's just a sprint back, sprint down to be finished. You just, you know, it was interesting. I was talking to someone today who said to me, like, um, I'm hitting the benchmark tonight, and 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 this was this was actually a coach, and and I said, what do you mean? They said, well, my my first benchmark is to make January one, and my next benchmark is to make All Star break, and if I could hit those two, I know I'll make the season. Mm. <laughs> like, you know, like once you, and the thought is like once you make all-star break, you've just got 28 games left. Like you just, let's go. And then the playoffs is just pure adrenaline. So, um, and well, it's just, it's, you know, people have real jobs and, um, but this is, there's a uniqueness to what's being asked of everyone involved in this. And so that, I think it shows up a little bit. How impressed are you, David, over the fact that the Jazz, after that seven game, or I'm sorry, five game skid, have been able to, to, as tired as they are, and at this point in the season, have been able to sort of uh, turn this around? Yeah, Houston win was was certainly big. Um, the second half in Portland uh, was only impressive because how awful the first half was. Um, so we're really honest. And then you know Dallas's offense is historically great. So you had to be sharp that night, and they were, right? They were great offensively that night. Um, but you had, to, you, had to be, you had to be really good because they were going to be. There's no chance they weren't going to be great offensively. Their offensive rating is a 116. It's the best the league's ever seen. And then with Luka out, it's actually been better, the 119. So you had to, you had to come ready to play offensively that night, which is hard if you're tired. And def- I mean, it's all hard. But And they were great. They moved the ball. They didn't get lazy. They were great. David Locke is with us, uh, with Miami in town, David. Uh, thinking about Jimmy Butler, and I've been talking to Gordon about this kind of coming around. Is there any chance that we gave Jimmy Butler a bad rap? His his complaint in Minnesota were that his teammates didn't work hard. And then in Philly, he couldn't get uh, wait to get out of that disastrous locker room. Can we really blame him there? And he goes to Miami where he can be his hard-nosed self with a young team that seemingly is following his leadership to some success. Were we thinking about Jimmy Butler the wrong way? I'm going to probably overplay this a little bit. Um, <clears throat> but I think, do you know Jimmy Butler's, by the way, if anyone's trying to go traffic report here on 1280 The Zone and 97.5 FM, if you're planning to go south on I-15, anywhere after 50, 450, 400 south coming out of downtown, choose an alternate route. Immediately Not head good. to 215 and wrap around the other way because there is a massive backup on I-15 at about 5,400 south toward downtown. For as far as the eye can see, which takes me past 2100 south, 
uh, police cars and ambulances all involved. So again, with your Metro Traffic Report, I'm David Locke on 1280 <laughs> The Zone and 97.5 FM. You didn't go General um, Gridlock on it, yeah, David. I, was I did the not general. go General Gridlock. That is awesome. I forgot oh, about General Gridlock. Man, that is wow, that is good great. <laughs> um, so uh, what were Jimmy Butler? Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler is, if people don't know this about Jimmy Butler, this has always been the way I, I viewed him. Um, Jimmy Butler is Blindside. Do you remember the movie Blindside about Michael yep. Okor and mm-hmm. Homeless? And So that's Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler is homeless. He actually is taken in by the Leslie, the former wide receiver at BYU's family. Right. He, right. His junior college letter of intent, he faxes from a McDonald's, and if the story is right after sleeping on the street the night before. Hmm. Um, the Leslie's take him in, but not quite the same way that the uh, O'Four situation, where he wasn't all the way. You know, I think that Jimmy had some tough time. So, consider the fact that Jimmy was not raised and probably was not always given all of the social guidance that maybe he was, that a kid who was in a home would get. I think it's sometimes Jimmy probably does not do things in the manner that society has deemed to be correct. But I'm guessing that there's a great deal of truth to most ways Jimmy reacts. So that is that is my take on that. Like society says that if Andrew Wiggins is not giving his complete effort, that you're supposed to not publicly scold him. I don't think Jimmy got that message. <laughs> um, you know, I think Jimmy left Philadelphia because Miami was giving him a uh, max deal. I'm not sure whether or not he left because he was upset with Philly. I'm not, I don't really know entirely on that, but, um, you know, so I think that, yeah, Jimmy probably has is a little rough around the edges at times because, um, he's just got this kind of truth serum to what he's saying, but I don't know that I think that it's, um, always inaccurate. David, I ask you this question because we are just upon the break now, and you've always been realistic in your expectations about this team. At least that's the sense I've always gotten from you. Have the Jazz performed to the level of your expectation, which was rather realistic, if I remember correctly? Have they done what you thought they would? Yeah, they're actually really close to what all my numbers uh, kind of unbiasedly said they were going to be. Um, they're the number one offensive team in the league since Jordan Clarkson joined the team. That's I had them in the, I think I had them in the Lakers as the two best offensive teams in the NBA. I didn't, I didn't see Dallas coming. But I had Dallas as pretty good offensively. I didn't have them this high. Um, but they're the number one offensive team over the last 23, 24 games, and they're about 13th or 14th defensively. And that was the question, right? Like, and it wasn't a question because you lost Derek Favors as much as it was just overall size and length. Um, that we changed who we were. And, you know, I think it's frankly more important to be the number one shooting team in the league than it is to be the number one defensive team in the league. Um, that that has shown to be true here over the last few years. And so I think that, that's a good sign that we're the number one um, shooting team in the league and the number one three-point shooting team in the league, or maybe we're number two in effective field goal percentage. Um, so that's probably more important. And then we got to just figure out whether we can be you know, as good defensively in the playoffs as we need to be. The last few years, we were actually okay defensively in the playoffs, despite what the national pundits say. Our offense was just so bad that even if we held the Rockets' great offense down, our offense couldn't get up to it. 
this time our offense is going to be good enough that if our defense can either keep somebody on their season average or slightly below it, our offense should be good enough to beat them. So um, I like our positioning. Um, I'd rather be first offensively and 13th defensively than 13th defensively than first defensively and 13th offensively, which is what we were maybe 17th offensively the last few years going in the playoffs. So I like our playoff positioning better. Um, I think we're more potent. Um, but I don't know how good we are defensively. I, I think Rudy's great, but it's not clear to me um, whether or not we have the defensive size, length, and prowess to be able to to handle it. David, and I didn't know that going in. David, thank you very much. As always, uh, we'll see you at the arena and talk to you on the pregame show. Thanks. Talk to you soon. Thanks, David. David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz. Hear him call all the action tonight of the Jazz versus the Heat starting uh, tip-off at 7. Pre-game begins at 6. So he kind of disagreed with you on the uh, on the discussion about whether the significant other would uh, correct our course, but he agreed with you on, uh, well, the lack of need for a victory tonight. I don't think he did agree with you on the the spousal thing because you absolutely framed the question terribly. And then his answer actually was his wife would not care. Uh, Jake, you see, when you're wrong, you need to go ahead and admit you're wrong. It's okay. I gave you credit for being right, at least him agreeing with your position on the game tonight. So, you know, just... Relax this, a little is, bit. this is radio, so I don't know if my giant eye roll quite was <laughs> was communicated correctly there. So just oh, I don't think it, I don't, I don't think anybody could pick up on that at all. All right, we're here at one of our very, uh, very favorite places. We're at Jimmy's Flowers in Bountiful, four seventy South Main Street. But they have three locations for you: twenty eight forty North Hillfield Road in Layton, twenty seven thirty five Washington Boulevard in Ogden, and of course online at jimmysflowers.com. Our good friend Mike joins us once again. And, uh, Mike, it's, it's really great to see a bunch of listeners come in and get things taken care of. Oh, it's great. You know, it just uh, helps the guys understand, hey, I've got to get this done because I, I know people think in today's world we can get anything at any time. But <laughs> the fact of the matter is when we have thousands of orders uh, – valentine's day it's hard to as much as you want to take care of everybody it's hard to satisfy every need they want so coming early is a good thing what what is the most popular request for flowers is it all about the roses or are there other things uh we offer a lot of different flowers uh but the roses are the one that everybody focuses on at valentine's day whether that's an arrangement that has some roses in it or an all all you know like a dozen roses whatever uh we we try to make something that everyone will be satisfied with. Some people don't don't want to send roses, but uh, there's a lot of beautiful flowers out there. Yeah. It really is. And what what would you say is the go-to flower not rose for Valentine's Day? If you wanted to throw the significant other a curveball, what would you go with? <laughs> wow, that's a hard one. put that a little different way. <laughs> You're trying to strike her out or strike no, her out? good point. Good point. I mean, I do. You know, go non-traditional. How about well, that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if there's one other particular flower, but there's a lot of mixed uh, bouquets that have, you know, might have a few roses in them with other types of flowers that uh, women seem to love that because they love the interest. You know, half of the fun of receiving flowers is getting something that you, you look at and go, wow, what is that? You know, it's kind of the wow factor. And so we realize how important that is. So. Probably the mixed bouquet type things are the are the next most popular thing. And a knuckleball would be the chocolates over there, the gourmet chocolates. That's just yeah, that that just finishes it off. There you go. We're just going to squeeze everything we can out of this baseball <laughs> analogy, aren't we? We're just going to get it the the whole way. Uh, but seriously, there's.
Uh, for your loved one here. Come check it out here in Bountiful or online, jimmysflowers.com, or of course, there are Layton or uh, Ogden locations as well. Thanks, Mike. Thank you. All right, we'll have more of the big show coming up next. Stay tuned, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Slow Mo Joe. The Joe Ingles Show with DJ and PK. PK. So next week at this time is All-Star break. How important is it to have some momentum going into All-Star break for the team? I mean, All-Star break or not, we want momentum. <laughs> yeah, okay. At any point, especially yeah. right now. We don't want to go in with a boot nine, whatever game, losing streak. We obviously want to go in with a good feeling and then get refreshed and start the season again on the right foot. So we do what we can to play as well as we can and get some wins in these next four. And then we, regardless of what our record is, streak or wins or losses or whatever we do into the break, and we come back and be ready to go for that Last chunk of the season. Oh, yeah. Catch Jazzman Joe Ingles with DJ and PK every Thursday morning at 9 a.m. on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone, live from Jimmy's Flowers here. Easy there, Johnny. Manhandling that microphone. Uh, Join us here at Jimmy's Flowers. Meet the world-famous Johnny Lightfoot. I mean that quite literally. 470 South Main Street, right here in Bountiful. I don't know how many people who work for The Zone have performed in front of 185,000 people at one time. I'm going to go out on a limb and say zero, although I don't know how Austin's play's been drawing. Maybe he's been hitting those numbers. I'm not... (laughs) I'm, I'm not quite sure. Austin, you, you guys hit 100 gur yet? Uh, we are at 179 per oh, night, good. so we're oh, not good. quite there. Not quite there. And by Almost. 179, I mean uh, not even, not 179, like 1, 7, or 9. So, <laughs> Although, yeah, it's, it's, for, it's a good production. Jake and I are going to go uh, uh, coming up. Don't break uh, my heart. Don't no, tell no. me you're coming and then don't come. No, we're going to come, and, uh, and Austin is a terrific performer, and it's for a fantastic cause. We are having great showing to, to the, the theater. Hope Box Theater, RE on Theater, HopeBoxTheater.com. It's for Margo. She's fighting a triple negative stage four breast cancer. Come on out and support her. That's great. And also, that is fantastic, Austin. Maybe it's not 180,000 people, but Austin has sung the national anthem at Vivint Smart Home That's Arena. That's right. That's like 20 gur right there. Yeah, That's, that was. And he, he knocked it out of the park. He did. And I'd like to know if Johnny Lightfoot has performed the national anthem while uh, a bird of prey was uh, about to tear his, uh, the top of his dome off. Johnny uh, is shaking his head no. Our boy Austin. That's but have happened. you performed the national anthem? Uh, what, was the, what were the circumstances? Jazz game and a Grizzlies game. Oh, jazz game and a Grizzlies game. All right. For the ramparts we watched were so gallantly streaming. A bird of prey. About, about to, to mistake Austin's dome for his prey. When you say bird of prey, you're not talking about Margot Rob, Rob, Robbie, right? I don't, I'm not old enough to get that joke. Oh. It's a current one. It's a movie that, that came out last one? week. <laughs> it just came out. <laughs> 
Oh, man. Uh, who's out of touch? Me. Uh, all right, Gordon, I... <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny. I mean, really, Austin, you were scared, weren't you? Yes, I thought I was. I was terrified. Oh, man. All right, Gordon. Uh, and I definitely did not want to make this the focus of the show today, but okay. we do need to mention this story, as unfortunate as it is. Uh, Chaz Ayu uh, of BYU. Of course, linebacker for BYU was arrested on February 9th on suspicion of DUI after police found containers of alcohol and a THC vape pen in his vehicle. He was pulled over going 75 in a 35 and uh, was booked into Utah County Jail. He was released on bail uh, that very same night. Uh, and those are uh, basically, we, I'm not sure what the blood alcohol content was, or that's basically the details uh, that we know. Um, certainly, uh, I guess the, the, the overwhelming thing is uh, young people make bad decisions. Actually, all people make bad decisions. And unfortunately, Chaz made this one. And I'm sure, you know, he'll be dealing with the, the fallout. I don't necessarily want to say consequences because maybe this is an entire misunderstanding, but, um, uh, you know, overwhelmingly you hope he's learning currently from this situation, but this may put his play on the field in jeopardy and it would not only do so at BYU, but other places, of course, that deal with this sort of thing, but he's a really great player. This, yeah. is, this is tough. Obviously very highly recruited, uh, highly thought of. I think he got like 30 offers from various uh, schools and uh, was going to play a big role this season for BYU. I, I, like you said, we don't know exactly what the consequences will be here, but uh, it is, it is uh, anytime this kind of thing happens, it can go one of two ways. Either it is a teachable moment where somebody learns and moves forward and uh, is a better person, or it can cause all kinds of headaches and problems and and. Uh, I don't know which way it will go for Chaz, but certainly we're hoping that uh, the lesson was learned and uh, thank goodness nobody was hurt and uh, they can move forward. Yeah, and, you know, the thing with BYU is uh, in some of these circumstances, I hope they um, – I don't know if show mercy is the right word, Gordon, but I hope they – they help him be productive even though he's going through some tough times. Am I wording that correctly? Yeah, that, I think am so. I making sense? No, no, yeah. And I'm not saying that they wouldn't. I just hope that I hope that that's the direction this thing takes. And if BYU remains a, a good fit for this young man because if if these behaviors are happening, maybe BYU's not a good fit for him. I don't know. Well, but I don't know because that's not a good fit, fit for anywhere. No, it's not. But he is over 21. I mean, he could. Right, but not when you're driving. No, not when you're driving. But do you understand what I'm saying? I mean, if he wants beer to be a part of his lifestyle, maybe BYU is in a great spot for him. That's all I'm saying. If he wants to not live the honor code, maybe he shouldn't be at BYU. I'm I'm taking out the driving. Right. I've always thought that if people, I mean, I get it. The honor code is the honor code and whatnot. If people want to drink beer, then uh, that's, uh, that's their right to do. Uh, but not not when you're driving in a car, uh, not to have any of that alcohol in there, whether whenever it's from or wherever it's from or how long it's been in your system. But uh, I certainly uh, uh, hope that he uh, he can figure out what it is he wants to be and limit these kinds of mistakes to an absolute minimum. And that's what you would hope for anybody. But young people in particular, you know, um, 
we were talking to someone before the show started, and they said, man, when I was young, I made all kinds of mistakes, you know. And hopefully, uh, as you learn and, and, and grow and, and become more mature and more responsible, hopefully you can leave those things behind. And I'm speaking specifically of the combination of the alcohol and being behind the wheel of a car. I make no judgment on people who, adults who want to drink. If that's what they want to do, then, they, you know, who's, who, who right. are you or I to say, oh, they shouldn't be doing that? That's his decision. He can make it, but not in a vehicle. I agree. Let me, uh, let me ask you this, though, and, and let's put this story aside for a, for a second here. How much, how much of an underground do you think there is at BYU in general? Uh, it exists. Uh, there are. I have enough people plugged in down there through the years who have told me many of the things that have gone on there. And there is. You call it an underground thing. There are folks down there partying. Uh, so I, I've heard similar things. Um, my, my question with this always is, why would you go to BYU? And why would you stay at BYU? There's just uh, so much on the li- uh, on the line. You know what I mean? You're, yeah. you're you're doing this all in secret, and you have so much to lose. And why would uh, I mean if you're Chaz Ayu? No, no, no. I actually I want to separate this entirely from this story. Yeah, I, let's, I, let's I, have I, this I, conversation. If, if you're um, if you're Gordon Monson, and let's say you go down to BYU to play football, or in your case, ice hockey, and uh, you know you get there. <laughs> And you decide that that you want to live the BYU lifestyle, but somewhere along the line, you decide that there's some other things out there you want to uh, uh, experience. Why would you stay? Because because people make errors in judgment, and sometimes uh, you, you don't do what you want to do. You don't live up to the standard you want to live up to. That's true for all human beings, isn't it? Agreed. But couldn't you live that standard somewhere else and not have quite the punitive yes. downside? Yes, but maybe that is the standard that in your heart you want to follow. But, uh, you know, the, uh, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Uh, there, there is a feeling of falling short of a certain standard, even though that is uh, in your heart sort of what you want to be. But it's not necessarily what you are. I, I still, I guess I don't realize or I don't get why you couldn't want to be that somewhere else without the severe consequences. Well, there are is other because, factors involved. Parents only- sometimes want their kids to go to BYU. I remember when I was in Los Angeles and this was probably, well, this is in the 80s. This is in the early 80s. And there was a very well-known uh, member of the media who was on a radio program in L.A., and somebody, and he's, he wasn't LDS, nothing. And one of the hosts asked him where he would want to send his kids. And he said, I'd want to send them to BYU. And the guy said, why? And he said, because I feel like they w- could get it, they, it would help govern them uh, in a way that would make me worry less as a parent. That's what he said. He had no affiliation with the LDS church, wasn't. Wasn't a member of that church, or didn't wasn't a believer in that particular faith, but that's what he said, and I think that is the case in a lot of homes. BYU is a great is a great opportunity for certain people who want to who want to live a certain way, but you know they're imperfect. 
but they still want to live a certain way. And sometimes there is pressure from parents. Sometimes there's pressure from other places. Sometimes there's pressure from within. And yet you go there, you sign on that dotted line, and by golly, you want to be your your best self, according to what is called for uh, living by the honor code, and then you mess up. But you still want to be something that you may not be completely perfect at right now. I just always failed to see why that extreme consequence is is critical in what you're talking about. Well, don't you think that regardless of what program uh, a player would be in, if he gets a DUI, chances are that's going to interrupt your eligibility. But that's, but that's not what we're talking about here. But, but I mean, but so it would be the case you would be facing some consequences regardless of wherever you were playing. Yeah, I'm not talking about over, uh, operating a motor vehicle. I, I'm not talking about that. Okay. I'm, talk, I'm talking about if you want to have a few beers on a Saturday night, why would you put yourself through the underground when you could just go somewhere else and not have that sort of consequence. I just don't get that. Like I said, maybe in that moment you're weak. Or maybe that month you're weak. Or maybe that season you're weak. And you're going through a period of time where you're not living a standard that ultimately you do want to live. And and you're you're just struggling with it right now. Can't you do that somewhere else, though? Yeah, you can. But maybe somebody that wants to stay at BYU. You know, maybe they're not living up to their own standard that they have set for themselves. That happens all the time, Jake. It does. I agree. I'm not disagreeing with that. So, yeah, I think that that's a big part of what's going on. But I know that there are folks down there who who don't follow the honor code, and they are young people who are are not living up to uh, their obligation as far as what they signed up for. Uh, but but my I'm much more. I guess, less punitive than some people are about how to best help that individual. And because I don't like swinging the hammer on those kids, I like, unless it's a legal issue, and then they they end up uh, having to face uh, face whatever music there is that is playing. But as far as the other stuff goes, you know, help them along their way. It's the Christian thing to do, in my opinion, at a religious school. Don't swing a hammer on them and, and put an extra layer of punishment on them because they they stumbled along their way. That's just my philosophy on it. Others may feel differently, and I know they do. It just feels like a lot of people down there, students in general, are living some sort of secret life. That shouldn't be necessary for anybody. I, I think most of them probably are earnest in their attempt, but, again, they're imperfect in the reality. Coming up next, the Not Sports Report. We are live from Jimmy's Flowers. Come see us. We're right here in Bountiful, their new location. It is beautiful. It's right here on uh, Bountiful Main Street, which is kind of a charming street. I haven't cruised up and down Bountiful Main Street really all that much, and I came. Uh, I like what you saw. Yeah, it's a, it's a charming street, and Jimmy's fits right in. It's great. 470 South Main Street, right off the uh, basically the corner of 5th South and Main. Uh, in Bountiful, of course, they have three locations, one in Layton, one in Ogden, and you can always order online at jimmysflowers.com. We'll have more straight ahead on The Big Show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This 
is Tony Parks and Austin Horton. Moody A could very well end up being one of the best things to happen for the Utah Jazz in off-seasons for years to come. Maybe not necessarily with a starting player that's going to go out there and dominate, but even just a guy who can give you something off the bench, be a positive, productive player, because those players are going to want to come to Utah. That's a huge, huge positive. I'd like to hear that uh, he says it's cool when talking about playing time. The minutes aren't what he would want them to be, but he's paying attention to details, growing as a player, and if Emmanuel Moutier is okay losing some playing time, and the Jazz are better and winning games, then that shows that he has really, as he said, grown as a player. Mm -hmm. And I think that the evidence is there to prove that right now. Tony Parks and Austin Horton. Weekdays from 10 to noon on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Check this out. And now, your not sports report on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Monson, Jake Scott, live from Jimmy's Flowers here in Bountiful, 470 Main Street. Come see us. Uh, we still have a couple of items of jazz gear left, but of course, take care of your loved one for Valentine's Day. You can check them out online at jimmysflowers.com. Let's get to the Not Sports Port, brought to you by the LHM Used Car Supermarket. Over 1,000 used vehicles in inventory. Shop online at lhmusedcars.com. Gordo, where are we going today? Uh, we're going a couple different places. The first place is... Uh, onto an airplane. Now, there's a video circulating online about a person who is sitting in a seat uh, aboard the airplane. And it was like, it must have been like the second to last row or something because the seat behind that individual didn't recline. Okay. Couldn't recline. Okay. And this individual reclined the seat. Mm -hmm. And so the person in the seat behind that person started punching the seat mm-hmm. and in the video i think he punched it like you know 10 times just kept hitting it hitting it and then the individual was upset because the flight attendant was more sympathetic to the man behind who was whose space was being infringed upon mm-hmm. does that bother you when people recline their seat straight into your nose bothers me not with the person in front of me bothers me with the airline <laughs> but uh, you know you, you know why ever, though have you ever sat in a row of seats and you, the seat in front of you is the only seat that gets reclined into yes your but, space? but they're allowed to do that they have the button uh, your problem is with the airline because they keep shrinking the the room in fact the latest i read an article i think it was boeing's latest maybe they keep packing more seats into the Aren't, plane don't they have standing room only in some planes they, now or something right i mean if you look at the capacity of planes from say 10 years ago to the capacity of planes now they just keep jamming more and more and more and more seats in there so your gripe is not with the person in front of you this is america they've got a button they can the, <laughs> the seat goes back your gripe is with the airline well some airlines are more crowded than others it seems so take my... the ones where you're not so crowded if okay. you're really going to be that frustrated all with right it. I or, just or upgrade yeah but that costs money so <laughs> that costs extra cash so take a bus. 
Nobody's forcing you to get on that airline. <laughs> yeah, but it's, again, what's frustrating what? for some people is that the the person in front of them is the only one, and it's just dumb luck. So, and it's frustrating to have that seat right there in your schnoz. Upgrade. Take a different airline. <laughs> okay. Deal with it. Okay. Or write your congressman. Let's get some. Let's get some federal regulations in here. Only X amount of seats in planes. But you're not going to – maybe the guy had two hours sleep the night before, all right? He's maybe he's switching planes. You don't know that dude's circumstances. <laughs> okay. All right. And remember, who was it, the comedian, that had the whole bit about you're flying? Right. Don't complain. Exactly. When you're flying. Yeah. Uh, the other thing is in Tennessee where I'll just, I'll just give you this real quick here. A Tennessee burglar was caught after leaving behind a list of homes he was going to rob – at one of the homes he did rob. Note to self, if you're a criminal, don't make a list. <laughs> he, had a, he had a notebook. Don't do it. And it had a list. He was very well organized. You have to give him credit for that. But, uh, no, he, he dropped the notebook and left it at the scene where he had taken a TV and, I think, a gun. Wow. That's not good. And so the police found the notebook Looked up exactly where and knew exactly where the next hit was going to come, I guess, and caught it. Well, if you're the guy, don't you uh, don't you realize that you did lose your notebook and maybe change it up a little? <laughs> I don't know. That seems like a good idea. I can't. I don't think robbing homes is a good idea for anyone. How about this? Look, somebody just came into Jimmy's with a, is that a Jordan Clarkson shirt? It, wow, a jersey on? It is. A city edition Jordan Clarkson. Very yeah. nice. You, you know, we haven't, you don't see the, very many of those quite yet. Very nice. You're ahead of the curve. Very smart. <laughs> I agree. Uh, all right. We're here at Jimmy's Flowers. We are in Bountiful, 470 Main Street. Come see us. Basically the corner of Fifth South and Main in Bountiful. And Mackenzie joins us now. And uh, first of all, Mackenzie, we've got to thank you for taking such great care of our listeners. You guys are awesome. Oh, thank you. You guys are awesome. We appreciate you guys being here, getting men in our store. All right. <laughs> it's see? awesome. Thank yeah. you. How, how are you guys so good at what you do this is i brought this up with mike and i've always been amazed i've been a customer for a long time that the the flowers seem better the arrangements seem better everything the the flowers seem to last longer. yeah well uh one thing that helps with that is we do go farm direct so um a lot of flower shops have like an in-between shop that they're getting their flowers from and we get them straight from the growers so um we do have we tend to have flowers that last longer um than some other places um and as far as other things i think we just we are really lucky with our staff and with the owners of the company um and we we just try to really care about every customer um as much as we can which is so cool because I, I think a lot of listeners, not all of them, but a lot of listeners are like probably Gordon and me where we don't know what we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we, we're going to come in and we're just going to say, Mackenzie, I need some flowers. Yeah. And you guys will you know, work with budgets. You'll make sure that, that people are walking away with the best flowers possible. Of course. Yeah. Uh, flowers are a very foreign concept to most people unless you work at a flower right, shop. Right. So, yeah, it is. a. Most people come in here not knowing what they need. And we just try to help them find their right direction to what they do need. Um, and, yeah, we just hope everybody leaves with a smile on their face. <laughs> well, check it out. Find out for yourself. Jimmy'sFlowers.com. They have a couple of packages for our zone listeners. 
if you just want something plug and play, the Sweetheart Package, the Minky and Roses Package as well. Uh, but there's all sorts of stuff to cho- choose from. And Mackenzie and the great staff here will give you plenty of guidance. So we appreciate yes. you, Mackenzie. Yes, thank you so much. And nobody can go wrong with a Minky. <laughs> fact. Fact. That is a fact. In fact, Gordon just learned that firsthand I've today. Never, I've yeah. never right had here. one. Oh, my gosh. I've never had Have one. Have you touched one? I just did. They're, they're, they're amazing. Amazing. <laughs> amazing. I'm in love. All right. As you should be. Get them taken care of. Come here to Jimmy's Flowers, 470 Main, or you can check out their location in Layton, location in Ogden, open 24-7 at jimmysflowers.com. Uh, coming up next, we're going to talk to Tim Lacombe, jazz analyst, straight ahead. Is that a kitty cat on your computer screen? On, I mean, it's a, a Twitter thing that somebody retweeted into my timeline. Uh, What's your point? I don't know. I just saw a cat. And I thought, uh, what's going oh, on? You are that? easily distracted. I guess I am. Yeah, seriously. Well, look at, Johnny, look at that. I mean, it's not something you would typically see. It's a point. cat. Somebody Pull tweeted up. out a tweet about a cat. It's okay. A looking cat. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Stay tuned. 97.5 and 12. <laughs> that season two years ago. Scotty, if they had, why do I smell dog food? 